Are you ready to listen to my dad, Joe, and Uncle Justin talk about sports? Now on with the show. The Joe Mays and J-Raph Show is brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop, which have been serving the greater Westlawn area delicious food for over 70 years. You are listening to The Joe Mays and J-Raph Show. Boring. A... <clears throat> weekly podcast about sports since 2011. Don't you ever get tired of being wrong all the time? With a focus on football. Kansas City 31, San Francisco 20. Mahomes takes the snap. He's just going to throw it long for Demarcus Robinson. It is going to use up all the time. The game is over. And the Chiefs kingdom has firmly planted its flag on top of football's highest summit. Kansas City Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 54. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Rathoff. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of the Joe Mays and J-Raff show. No, there's no one else here besides me and Justin, so it's pretty normal other than... What you see is what you get. <laughs> ...to say we are changing that first digit on the show broadcast episode count. We are now in the 300s. Yes, tonight, March 22nd, 2020, is our 300th episode. And while for months we had thought about could we make this special, could we do something fun, something different, something interesting... You know, maybe a live show with an audience. I'm glad we never got that far with that. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine <laughs> if, if we had done some of the back work for all of that? Well, because there was a time where we were floating the idea of um, mimicking our first episode or, excuse me, our 100th episode. And, uh, you know, that was a possibility. And, I mean, I guess it's good that that um, fell through. Yes. Uh, so, but we got a, a fun show tonight. We're going to talk <clears throat> NFL, um, which is pretty much what this show is all about anymore. And, um, yeah, we, uh, 300. So it's, uh, oh, we got a, got a call here. Um, so I, I don't think there's any better way for us to, uh, talk NFL than to talk with someone that's in the NFL. So joining us here on episode 300, who joined us for episode 100 back in the day, is uh, Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Chad Henney. Thanks for joining us again, Chad. Sure. How are you guys doing? We're we're good I, so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so far so good. Um, we appreciate you taking a few minutes here to talk uh, uh, NFL with us once again. And um, you know you've been involved in pretty significant stuff happening in the NFL of late, uh, with uh, the uh, new CBA being uh, enacted and, and ensuring labor peace for the next decade or so. And then the, the big thing that everyone's been talking about the last week is NFL free agency, which you uh, once again got to take part in. So. Um, I think everyone probably listening knows that you've re-signed with the Kansas City Chiefs. And can you just take us through what it was like over the last week or since we talked to you a month ago? Um, you know, how did free agency go? Was there a few suitors? Were you focused on the Chiefs? Just what was life like in uh, for Chad Henney the last week? Well, I think um, with my agent being at the Combine probably about a month ago, uh, he was getting a few teams uh kind of just like feeling them out and seeing where they're at and you know kansas city was definitely interested and um there was probably three or four more teams but we felt this was you know the best fit so i didn't have to learn a new offense um i'm familiar with the system uh the coaching staff the city and obviously the players so um it was the easiest fit and easiest for my family so we decided on that and we're happy to be there for, you know, two more years. Yeah, it seemed when we talked a month ago on the Bulldog Hour that uh, there was mutual interest there. And that was, in the end, was that where you were hoping, you were hoping to re-sign with them then? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, just like I said, you know, the familiarity with everybody and, um, you know, obviously coming off a Super Bowl uh, win and opportunity to maybe uh, win another one was definitely uh, a plus and a bonus for me and, you know, my family. 
yeah, you can't ask for a much better situation to go into than heading back to Kansas City, like you mentioned, the opportunity to win a second Super Bowl back-to-back, be there with Coach Reed, and to be working with Patrick Mahomes. Really, I'm not sure there's a more ideal situation in the NFL right now. Yeah, it sounds like a pretty good situation. Yeah, I mean, definitely felt comfortable. And, uh, you know, I was with Patrick actually uh, about a week or so ago. We played golf uh, out in Oregon before everything uh, got shut down (laughs) with the quarantine. But uh, it was good to see him. And then obviously we exchanged uh, after I signed and uh, communicated with him that way. Now, what has life been like as an NFL player with the uh, coronavirus situation? We know there's been directives about off-season um, workouts probably not going to be happening. Uh, what's it been like uh, hearing from the Chiefs, the NFL, and things like that over the last 10 days or so? Well, I mean, uh, you know, it's still a dead period, so really can't talk any football with the coaching uh, staff as it is, but um, you know, there's been some workouts, you know, kind of exchange and what to expect or what to go through, but it's really, I mean, gyms are closed and kind of just hanging out at home, working out and trying to stay in the best shape as possible. Uh, so when, you know, our opportunity arises to go back, uh, we're ready to go. Now, about a week ago, just before free agency opened, the players association voted on the new CBA. Um, what was uh, that like? I mean, I guess it's the second time you've gotten to vote for the CBA, but what was it like this time? Was it much different than, you know, 10 years ago? Uh, and what were your feelings on the new uh, collective bargaining agreement? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, obviously that was only my second or third year going into my third year when the other one happened. But uh, I think it was definitely, you know, more involved. I think a lot more information was shared. Um I think a lot more people had says in it, and uh, I think overall it's it's a great situation. I think people don't understand how bad uh, of deals we signed previously, not just in 2010, but years before that to set us up. So uh, we were kind of in the hole from the beginning, just uh, you know because guys just wanted to you know get money and just play football. But now we're starting to get to that 50-50 range. We're still not there, but it's a heck of a lot better deal than um, where we were before for sure. Yeah. I know sometimes uh, people tend to think it, those things are kind of that they get in one way rather quickly and then they get fixed rather quickly. And that's not generally how those work, especially when you're talking like 10 year terms, like can happen in the NFL. But like, like you said, it it sounds like some progress was made on, on some key issues um, or key topics, I guess. And, so hopefully, hopefully it works out for everybody. Um, I know I sent to Joey because we, you know, we had sent a lot. There was a lot of talk about the CBA this year, and I know um, former Eagle Malcolm Jenkins who asked if he can still be friends with Philly, and I say yes, you can. Um, <laughs> you don't play the Super Bowl, you're good. Um, but you know, he, I, I think he had a good attitude because I know there were there was a, a decent, well, a, a lot of people who were kind of outspoken against it. But they, um, you know, even though they were outspoken, he kind of his attitude is kind of like, all right, well, this is what it is now. We need to kind of get together and get back to work. And um, you know, I hopefully, hopefully, that's what can happen. And it's it's kind of weird right now because nobody's getting back to anything right now. But uh, <laughs> you know, I, I'm glad it seems to be settled for the next decade or so. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, it's it's good for both sides. I mean, uh, there's plus and minuses for both sides uh, in all agreements. But I think overall, it's definitely, you know, it's good for the young players. Um, it's good for the guys kind of on the verge. You know, the four, five, six year guys um, in terms of contracts and kind of keeping them in the league instead of just pushing them away. Um, uh, it's good for their futures for you know, pension for 401k, uh, for all players and, um, you know, and obviously the owners still, uh, have a you know larger piece as well, but, um, it's, it's good for both sides for sure. Now you don't have to get into, you know, if you voted yes or no, we know it was cleared by a, a very small margin, very close vote. And, you know, a lot of people were like the see, this is why everyone's vote counts. <laughs> right. Um, it was very, very close decision, but what was the one thing? sticking factor for you personally that you were like, I I want this addressed and did it get addressed in the new CBA? 
Well, I think, uh, I mean, like I said, I think it's, uh, goes back to the, the guys on the verge, you know, they're not the star players. They're kind of the, the guys that kind of are the specialists, the special teams guys, uh, can step in at any time to, you know, make the team go, uh, their, their contracts are definitely better and don't count towards it. I think another one is practice squad. We increased, uh, some players in that we increased their pay, uh, some of their benefits, which they definitely needed because before they didn't have any benefits. And, um, you know, from my standpoint, uh, just the retirement and how they're handling it that way. So previous uh, retired players or guys on the verge of retirement, uh, it's definitely good in that phase. So um, it's good in all, all phases for sure. All right. Last question before we let you go. Um, yeah, we probably talked about this on the Bulldog Hour last month, but um, did you know thinking back, you know, fifteen years ago when you were still playing at Michigan, did you ever think that you'd be signing a contract that could have you playing NFL football f- through your fourteenth season? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I mean, when I when I first got into the league, my goal was to hit twelve years, and I think I told you uh, you guys this before, but. I hit 12 and obviously I finished my 12th year this year and, um, you know, just to see where I was at and yeah, I could retire, but you know, obviously me getting injured this year and not really fully playing out a full season. Um, I just felt there was more left and I think I just miss it too much. I feel like I can still, uh, you know, play at a high level if I have to and, uh, still mentality wise, um, in the quarterback room and uh, as a leader on the team, I still feel like I have more to give. And that's the reason why I came back and, um, you know, try to get this deal done as fast as I could, because I want to be around the guys and, you know, help out as much as I can and, you know, push Patrick uh, to the limits and see him try to be one of the greatest quarterbacks ever to play. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I think I sent this to Joey earlier in the week, and I, I am not 100% sure on this, but I, I went back and looked through it. Chad, I believe of the quarterbacks taken in the year you were drafted, I think as of right now with Joe Flacco being released or waived because of the physical or whatever, but I believe that of the drafted quarterbacks from your year, only you and Matt Ryan are currently on a roster. Um, yeah. Which is so. which when I looked at it, you know, because – it it was just like, I don't know. It was one of those things where I'm like, oh my gosh. And it led right into Joey's question of like, man, when you were coming out and you got drafted, did you ever see yourself at, at this point, you know, still playing in the NFL, which, which is awesome. And uh, congratulations on the contract and everything like that. Yeah. When the news came out this week, everyone was super excited for you to sign another contract in the NFL, but for it to be with the chiefs again, resign with them. Um, you, like we discussed at the very beginning, um, couldn't, couldn't imagine anything better, a better situation. Um, but, and I, I did lie. I have to ask this question. What do you make of the uh, Tom Brady uh, ch- change of scenery from new England to Tampa Bay? Did, did that come as a little bit of a surprise to you and then the other NFL? quarterbacks yeah i mean i think it came to a surprise for everybody but you know um you know good for him i think uh tampa bay is a young upcoming team they have tremendous talent and you know i think he can bring a lot to the table um i think he still has a little bit left and um you know we'll see but you know those situations i mean i was a joe montana fan so when he left the 49ers and went to the chiefs you know, everybody was, you know, distraught and kind of, you know, under the weather, like, oh, my God, why did you leave there? But, you know, there's opportunities other way. Um, you know, obviously it goes both ways, coaching staff and what, you know, Tom wanted. But I think he, you know, ended up in a good situation and uh, we'll see what happens. Excellent. Well, I, I really appreciate you taking the time here to join us this evening for episode 300 and getting to talk to you uh, and uh, talk a little CBA and NFL free agency. Uh, we wish you and your family well, and uh, hopefully uh, you guys can stay safe and have a lot of uh, fun family times. As uh, I've, I've seen Brittany posting a few pictures of, of hikes and things like that, and that's that's awesome. So I hope you have a, a great time, and uh, hopefully we can talk to you again soon. Thank you, and congratulations to you guys on 300. <laughs> and uh, you guys stay safe and stay healthy as well, and hopefully we get through this uh, quicker, quicker rather than uh, you know later. All right, absolutely. Thank you Thanks, so much Chad. again. All right, thanks. All right, so that was Kansas City Chiefs quarterback 
Chad Henney joining us via the May Sandwich Shop hotline to talk a little CBNFL action uh, free agency from someone who, well, literally took part in both yeah, of them exactly. in the last week. So I uh, really appreciate him taking a few minutes here to talk to us uh, just a month after he was here on the Bulldog Hour. And uh, yeah, good way to kick off episode 300. And uh, just uh, we'll add a few points uh, to what Chad talked to us about. Where do you want to start? CBA, free agency? Let's start with CBA stuff and get that out of the way. Okay. So. Uh, I, I mean, I think it was funny. I thought a decade ago when this happened before, I thought the players were super happy about the deal they ended up getting. Like, I thought that was the whole point of them right. coming to an agreement. Uh, but it, I think it came out then over the next like year, 18 months, as things went through with it, they, they didn't get as good a deal as many thought they had gotten. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know exactly where the, the loss in translation happened. Uh, but I remember 10 years ago, Demora Smith was not one of my favorite people. And now here we are uh, almost a decade later, and he did not bother me during this <laughs> right, negotiation right. whatsoever. I think the owners gave up enough, and you heard Chad address like getting close to a 50-50 split in revenue. I believe they got a 1.5% bump from – it was either 47 right. or 47.5 to 48.5. Right. And like, like Chad mentioned, taking care of – the new players via practice squad and bumps in salary there and the veteran minimum, but also players that are leaving or just left in terms of healthcare and 401k. Um, Those are huge deals. And I think you saw a rift with the players this time. And and this was very public uh, out out there on Twitter uh, and and reports through ESPN and, and even NFL network that the star players are the ones that were upset because they felt like they weren't getting anything and it right. was going to everyone else. Well, right. Big shock that the rest of the people aren't the stars. It's right. just like society. There's only so many that are making the mega bucks. Everyone else is fighting for the rest. And those people were like, we're a little bit more important. Let's right. get some stuff for right. the vast majority of people who are not making 10, 15, $20 million a year. Right. Like, and, and they talked about they talk about this sometimes when they're referring to when the franchise tag came into existence. Like when it came into existence, the idea people are like, "Oh man, you know, you basically get a prove it deal making excellent money." You know what I mean? But then you quickly see that like, well, how that got used, it basically turned it into we're not going to use it as a prove it deal. We're going to use it to as a negotiating chip. You know, like and which which is fine. Like that's that's the other side of it, but. Players quickly went to looking at it on on paper, in or I guess in theory, were like, "Oh, this this would be a great deal." To like, no, I don't, I don't want to be franchised, you know, because you got players. It wasn't the borderline guys that were being franchised so much. I mean, you could you could make that argument all the time, but it was so much as like, "Oh, well, we're just going to use this to kind of keep the guy in our control and not have to pay him the top dollar. We'll just pay him really good, but not the best," you know, right. and. Again, you know, there's lots of things like that. But like you said, there, it it does get super complex because there are over 2,000 people in the NFLPA, you know, like, and you've got a wide variety of views and contracts and all that stuff. Like, it, it's just, it's a really different model. Like, some of the things that I thought um, – were interesting and I think they did get changed from when it first came out and they first set that like hard supposed hard deadline where essentially like I think some of the veteran players or I shouldn't say veteran players, some of the players that have the higher salaries would essentially would have been like losing money on the seventeenth game because it would have been capped out at like two hundred fifty thousand right, 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 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well some players make more than that a game. And I know that sounds crazy like two hundred fifty thousand a game, but when you well, think, think about, about how, when you just think about the numbers, think about what somebody's making. Anybody making more than sixteen million, which is, I don't want to say it's a lot because there are there's most of the players amount. are not, there's but there is a decent amount of NFL players who are making more than sixteen million in a year are making more than one million a game. And I should say, I think maybe it's seventeen. You know, maybe they get seventeen pays. You yeah, know, over the exactly, seventeen yeah. weeks. But even if it's more than seventeen million, like you've got guys that are looking like when Dak finally signs, he's going to be making double that, you know, that essentially 2 million a game. Close now two. it doesn't work out that way. Cause you get a signing bonus and then right, sort of right, stuff, yeah. but, but like just on the surface, right. When you look at so it. like, you know, it, but the, you have a lot of guys who are making 300,000 or 400,000 who are now making like five fifty or something like that. Well, when you're, it's always a lot of money, 
But you know, right. it's all relative. But you got to compare. But, but when you're you making four hundred thousand dollars, and you look at a raise of one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, that's that's a big deal. That's a big deal. Yeah. That is a huge deal. And so, when you look at how that might affect when you add in the effects of the retirement and the benefits and some of those other things, and you know, if you're those minimum guys, maybe you're spending some time on practice squads trying to break it. Like all of those things come into play, and it's probably what's best for everybody. I think Chad said it great when you know neither side is going to be happy with everything in there. That's the point which of is negotiation. How negotiations work when when it, when you kind of say, "Look, this isn't ideal," or it's not exactly how I would want it, but it's something that can work for both of us. We're good to go. You know, I think that's that's the sign that it, it was at least headed in the right direction. And you know, while I saw some that were really not pleased with it, you know, I you know, people seem to be like, okay, I I don't agree with it, I don't like it, but the the general attitude seems to be like we're moving on because we've got football to play now. You know, yeah. which again, not this instant, but. That's all you can really hope for, kind of, is that we we move we move into the stage where we're excited about because it has given us labor peace for the next Decade. nine, ten years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess that's a question we didn't have to ask Chad. Is what do you think the next time CBA comes up? What are you th- gonna you know, vote yes or no? Could you imagine ten years from now? He's like, I'm about to start my twenty third year in the NFL. He's gonna be like the what was that the kicker that for played, our five hundredth like, show like that one when he signs when he signs yeah well, I mean we actually could be should be pushing six hundred right I was point. just trying to be conservative <laughs> yeah, but. right 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 yeah you know, some some years it's tough some years it's tough like uh like my my basement flooded I was, I, well, it was a global pandemic was, that could happen at any time it's funny that basement flooding definitely threw us off that really threw a wrench in the uh, number of shows that year yes global pandemic. Only, We're still only, going. Only gave us a speed bump. Yeah. So. Well, that's the way it should be. That's the way it should be. I mean, we did discuss about having this, re- doing this remote, but, um, you know, we have decided to do it this week, like yeah. this. Yeah. And We're things, kind of on a week by week yeah, thing. Yeah. But, um, you know. I come in, I don't touch anything. Well, and we're not exactly six feet apart, but we face different directions. Yeah, we try to not to talk to each other uh, directly, which is pretty much uh, how we act all the time. Yeah, so. pretty much. I don't want to admit that he's my friend. So, right. I, in public, I just kind of walk the other way. All right. So, CBA discussion, NFL free agency. How about, I mean, we, t- how about we called the Bucks? Like, we did. Yeah. A we month and a half ago, did. we called the Bucks. We were talking about, we were all on the Bucks. And you know we were definitely right. we don't get it we don't get it right all the time. Listen to the intro. <laughs> don't we ever get tired of being wrong? Well, maybe we did. We got it right. We got it right this time. And we were definitely right on the teams that would show interest or be yeah. linked to him: Colts, Raiders, Chargers. Um, I guess the only one that I mentioned that that wasn't that wasn't ever a, a possible spot were the Lions. That, so that the was te- my uh, so Tennessee, like, you know, Tennessee jumped out of that pretty quickly with well, signing they said Tannehill. They were, apparently, like, they were all in on Tannehill. Like right. they didn't even really consider it whatsoever. Right. Chargers were, I guess, were the See, next. I'm going to go with the, I'm going to go with a conspiracy and then say that Vrabel got in trouble for FaceTiming with them at the basketball game, and the NFL stepped in and said, "No, you can't get him now." <laughs> <laughs> my dad says i don't blame you i wouldn't take him as a friend either i'm not sure who he's talking to in, in the... i'm pretty sure i know <laughs> um so yeah brady to tampa bay what what do yeah. you what do you make of that are I you think... surprised that he left new england or did you think the writing was on the wall so i am kind of surprised he left new england i i did think this was going to end up with him going back there but then just like last week how we talked about how with the cancellations things started the dominoes started to fall as soon as and i guess maybe it was when carolina signed bridgewater like as soon as the dominoes really started to fall and you could take this back even further maybe when san diego decided they were going to let angeles yeah so well yeah my dad does that all the time he was <laughs> when like, the chargers we playing san diego when, when the chargers um let go of Philip Rivers and basically were like, we're not going to make an offer. That kind of got it going. But um, yeah, I I think it's a good move for him. Um, if you're going to, if he's going to leave New England, um, I did see a thing that was like, it's amazing how many people in Tampa Bay now do not think Tom Brady is a cheater. Like, <laughs> but 
No, he still is, but now he can cheat with us. So I think it's a great get for them. Here's the thing, like, Jameis Winston, while not great, I feel like is better than what people realize. Well, yeah, because I saw people ranking four quarterbacks that were left, and they had him at the bottom of the four, and I'm pretty sure one of them was Flacco, and I would take Jameis over Flacco every day of the week. So, yeah. like, I, I understand that he was a turnover machine. But he also led that offense to a number one finish in passing and number three finish overall. And the rushing game was not good. No. And oh, they also went seven and nine. And that, you know, that was with a relatively porous defense. I thought it was stronger in the past. I said I thought the defense was getting better. It wasn't very good this past year. So that was all on Jameis in the passing game right. with uh, Godwin and Mike Evans. And then you throw in the two tight ends, Howard and Brait. Uh, and, and they don't even have a great running game like I mentioned. So, you know, if they could figure that but, out, maybe they signed right. Devontae Freeman. He's still out there, right? He, he is. hasn't signed and yet. And a lot of people think Denver's going to may trade Royce Freeman um, now. Well, that you don't day. need Freeman, Lindsay, and Melvin Gordon. Right, so. right. Um, Especially when you have other needs. I think he made a good choice coaching-wise and Bruce Arians, oh, but like excellent. leaving Belichick. So right, right. Like, so like, no matter how good you are, it's going to be a step down. Right, <laughs> right. And I saw somebody do this, and they were like, "I'm tired of hearing Brady had no weapons or no weapons being in 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 New England." And it showed the Patriots' scoring defense rank over the last twenty years, and it's been phenomenal virtually every year. It's been like top third every year, and. Most of those years, it was top five. And it's like, so, like, I'm tired of saying, oh, he had no one around. Now, I get what they're, there's, you can take that argument and say on weapon. But he also had, some people like, well, he had Randy Moss. Well, yeah, and they they only lost one game and it took a helmet catch, you know. Um, You could talk about. See, to me, it's Brady, like, 2001 through. 2006 mm-hmm. like that was the first era of brady those what six years yeah. that was brady 1.0 mm-hmm. then you enter brady 2.0 which was oh seven through Just like i don't know 13 or something like that crazy numbers like and then you go to brady 3.0 which was 2014 to present which was still really good with like especially with gronkowski in yeah. there in the in his heyday kind Remember of the transition when they had of Gronk 2.0 and to hernandez 3.0. Right, like, how so crazy like there were weapons. It's just that once Gronk retired, and they let um, was the Penn State lacrosse player he uh, Chris Hogan. Chris Hogan. He went to Carolina last year. Yeah. They still had Edelman, but not too many other guys were able to step but up. It they couldn't re- replicate or replace the tight end, and they had average, sometimes above average offensive line. Right. So they had issues on offense. But the defense, at this time, people were talking about the entire defense, but, half of them being up for defensive player of the year. And I right. believe Stefan Gilmore won that award. Yeah. But they definitely right. caved the second right. half of the season. I, I guess I look at it in terms of it, it's weird for me with the Brady legacy and the Brady decision-making because, to me, he's not going from – he's not going to a better organization or even a better team. Like, no. I still think there's a good chance and probably odds on favorite for the Patriots to win that division, even if Brian Hoyer is their quarterback, who they just brought back for a third time. And he right. chose them because he was told that he would be have the opportunity to compete for a starting job. Well, Why not? He's, who else is there? Jared right. Stidham. And doesn't Brian Hoyer just scream to you, Bill Belichick? Yeah, like, well, and it's his third tour per- with the team. And I'm not saying he's as good as Tom Brady, even now. But what I'm trying to say is when you look at the production you got out of Brady last year. Now, granted, some of that is based around not having the offensive weapons. Like, I I understand that. You have to take the whole picture. But when you do that, like, I'm not convinced that they can't get the same offensive production next year that they got this past year. Right. Like, I'm, I'm not saying it will happen. I'm just saying I don't know that it won't happen. Whereas you look... Tampa was already productive on offense last year. Now, there's no way Brady's throwing 30 picks this year. No. You know? 
and there's a decent chance he's going to throw more than 30 touchdowns this year. Um, so like you're, you're looking at an improvement there, but it is like, I, I sent this to you. Where does he rank in right now? I'm not talking like the best cause he's the best quarterback in the division. If you're looking at careers, but I'm talking like for this year, if you could like rank them based on where they are off of last year. You're talking the NFC South. In the NFC South, where does he rank right now? And honestly, I don't know. You could make an argument that he ranks number one. I honestly think you could make an argument that he ranks number three. But, you know, nothing would surprise me. Like, honestly, nothing would surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me if you right. see him hit the wall and you're like, oh, a guy in his mid-40s can't play NFL quarterback anymore and he's and he ends the season as the fourth quarterback in the division. It wouldn't surprise me if you're like, how did we not see this coming? He throws for 45 touchdowns and he's the best quarterback in the division. Like, none, nothing would surprise me in, in the NFC South. But, like, it is interesting. Like, man, like... Just think, you're going to get to see Brady against Breeze in theory twice, twice this year. Yeah, that that'll be exciting. Yeah, right now I put him second behind Breeze. I, I, think I would Breeze too. Has had a oh, few better years, and they just signed Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, that offense uh, across from Michael Thomas, Thomas and, and Alvin Kamara. Look what Emmanuel Sanders did with Garoppolo in San Francisco in just half a year. Right. <sighs> yeah, that's going to be that's going to be sick. I'm still picking the Saints not to win. I mean, this is going to be there. <laughs> this is going to be there. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I would say Breeze. Brady, Ryan, Ryan Bridgewater. Bridgewater, but like again, when like, you posed this question to me earlier this right. week, I said, "Yep, you could argue that he's one. You could argue that he's two or three. I don't think you could argue that he's four at the moment. But at the end of the year, he could be one, two, three, or four. Right? I mean, I mean, look what Bridgewater did with the Saints last year when when Breeze was injured. Yeah. And again, this is not overall career. This is in the moment right now." You you really think there isn't a chance that Bridgewater, Breeze, and Ryan have better years than Brady? I, like, is it the odds on favor for him to no. finish fourth? No, but, but is it's it a certainly possible. possibility? And I'm not talking like a 001 percent possibility. I'm talking five to ten percent chance, ten to fifteen percent chance. I'd probably put it at ten to fifteen, just because he's in his mid forties, and I get new that system, he uses... new coaches, new receivers, right. new new weapons. New location, new everything. And I know Tampa is going to be a little bit more laid back than Boston and the New England right. media market, but you're coming in with huge expectations. Except, you're Tom except Brady. it's not. Because if they, if it's not clicking from the start, people are going to be like, oh my gosh, he's, you know, he's washed up and he's all that stuff, which we know how New England responds to that. Every time they got counted out, what happens? Boom, right him into the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Now it didn't happen this past year, but like, Thankfully. you know, for for how many years were there points in the season where they were written off and then boom, there they go? How's that going to work in in Tampa, where the only person who's used to that is Tom Brady? You know, the rest of the guys aren't used to that. Um, again, I'm not saying it can't happen; it probably will happen. But like, I just. At some point, it's going to end off, and like it was interesting, and he could, he did this because he can, but like it was interesting that he put it. They have he has the clause he can't be franchised after the second year of the contract, which is like people are like that leaves the door open for. Well, why wouldn't if you've got the ability? That's like the no trade clause in in baseball, essentially, you know, or in in but hockey actually, and things I think like he that. Has that too, right? Where like no trade, no where franchise. some teams won't give that anymore, but like if you can command it. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. You know, like it, if that's something you can get, then why wouldn't you demand it? Right. Um, so, so and let's be honest. When it, when he goes to Tampa and says like these are the things that I'm going to like that I want in a contract. If you want Tom Brady, you don't really have a position of being like, well, how about this? Yeah. No, like. I didn't realize that Tampa Bay hasn't been to the playoffs since 2007 when I believe they lost in the wild card round to Washington. And they haven't won a playoff game since 2003. Wow. No, RG3 wasn't there. No, he he was 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 2012-ish, somewhere in there. So it's been a rough time as a Tampa Bay fan. They haven't had a lot of great years um, since the the middle end of the Gruden era, really, when you think about it. Actually, was that near the end of the Gruden era of 2007? 
Yeah, that would have been towards the end because 2003 was the start of the Gruden era. 2002, yeah. Yeah. 2002 season, I believe, is when they won. That was the the one. And I say it it all the time. That's the one the Eagles should have won. That was the one. Like, people were like, oh, they were so close against the the Patriots. Patriots. They were. They were. 2004 season. But, like, With T.O. Yeah. Yeah. So, not to jump back to the CBA, but my dad did ask about the – possible elimination of a preseason game and the addition of a 17th game. I believe they have three years to do that. Yeah. Where it's reduced the preseason by game and add a 17th game. I believe they're adding the playoff team this year. So, yeah. So they're going to, they're going to make the regular season larger by one game to from 16 to 17 games. I would guess if not in 2021, then by 2022, I think they have until 2023, but I would think that's going to happen sooner than later. It's also, I think that's when you get the bigger percentage kick up for the player share. I don't think it happens this year. I think it happens when they, it may happen a little bit, but the bigger portion of it, I believe comes when they they get this. So that's not happening this year. This year there will be 16 games as long as the, Global pandemic is over. I I am I am confident <laughs> saying there will be sixteen games. I am less confident that like So a year from now are we talking about the end of the NFL season in March? <laughs> That's not funny. Let's not joke about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You've Why'd cro- you bring it up? You've crossed the line now. Okay. <laughs> So um, this year there'll be sixteen four re- preseason, sixteen regular. I would anticipate twenty twenty one. There being a 17-3 split in the 20 games, 17 regular season, 3 preseason. At the latest, I'd expect it in 2022. But like Justin said, they have added an additional playoff team in each conference. So there are now going to be seven teams in each conference. And only the number one seed gets a bye, which I, I don't mind that. That doesn't bother me whatsoever. I, I floated this out there. What it's I would... still less than half the teams. Right. Which is not true in the other professional sports. Right. At least not in right. basketball and hockey. I would like – I would have liked there to have been a second buy for every team. Um, instead, of, they're only keeping the one buy. But, you have but they 17 said, games but have two But they essentially said by not having – they're getting a buy essentially the end of the regular se- – or the end of the preseason because I don't believe the intention is to move – my understanding was that the intention may not be to move the beginning of the season up. So if you're not moving the beginning of the season up and you're pushing back a week, and I think I mentioned this, does that lead to the potential? For the Super Bowl being Super Bowl. president's And I think somebody said it would only happen like once every like six or seven years or whatever because of the, like most of the time President's Day weekend falls on the following weekend, not on that first weekend, but there's a time where it could. And hmm. I'm all for, look – on the other years, let's add a second buy that so that it happens so that Super Bowl is always falling on President's Day weekend. I wish we go back to the the falls the, uh, where Labor Day weekend was the start of right. NFL season. Yeah, see, I like that. I don't mind it mostly because we we get college football right and we all have weekend school, now. With we that. have a high right. school football too, or a couple weeks into it now when we get there this year because the way it falls, we're only playing the second yes, game leading yes. into Labor Day weekend. Um, I guess actually that's been that's been the case for a while because Mifflin's been our second game and right. well only for been, a couple years because for well, us they, well but even when they were the first game they were always on Labor Day weekend too it's just the high school season yeah. got bumped up a week with this weird week zero which is really now week one for everyone but we still call it week zero, week zero. so I go we should do that now. we should do that with the NFL we should. Week zero. So there is no week. Week zero is the first game now. Right. It's just what was preseason game four is now week zero. Week that'll negative. Catch on, week I'm negative sure. one. I'm sure that'll catch on. Yeah. All right. So what else in NFL free agency? What are any other big moves that you? So it wasn't were, a free agent move, but I like that the Eagles went and got Darius Slay for yeah. a third and fifth round pick. Sign me up for that all day. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I to be honest, I was on the hey, if you can get Byron Jones for the right money, like get him. Too now, bad. It's Too different bad. parts, but it, somebody was like Darius Slay over the last three seasons or whatever, like seventeen interceptions. Byron Jones over the last three seasons, two interceptions. Yeah. It, um it's it's not comparing apples right. to apples. But it also it's not comparing apples to apples when like um one of the things comes out and grades Slay at like, you know, a B or something like that. And they're like, yes, but he was asked to do press man coverage virtually every down in, and by, by himself in, in Detroit, you know? So 
I'm a bigger fan of Darius Slay than Byron Jones, but Miami was not Me trading too now, draft but I'm picks don't. to get a player. And, and, so. and they shouldn't. They shouldn't. <laughs> like, I'm all for that. That's some interesting talk, and I know well, we've we've got some of that coming up. You, but. you get your Eagles adding a, a legit number one corner, and you have the Cowboys losing a legit number one corner. So that's a win-win in terms of defensive yeah. backs yeah. for uh, you as an Eagles fan. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um Oh, and look at the running back market, and they just signed their running back to ninety million guaranteed when when Todd Gurley just got released before he actually reached any of the extension years in his contract. But was that before his extension? Yes. Even his, no, his extension year was his this, first this extension coming. year was this coming year. Now he shifted money around, you know, so it's not to say that he didn't get any new money. He got a lot of money. Well, he, from he it. hit big, but what he got out of the, but Rams like also, the last two years. my gosh, the Rams. And here's the thing. The Todd Gurley deal is probably the tip of the iceberg with the Rams in terms of deals that they're going to end up having to cut guys and then having dead money and stuff like they the Rams could, in because they, they didn't just do that model for one year. They did it for like two, almost three years where they were just signing big free agents, big free agents, big free agents, Oof. And Did they traded away out. a bunch of first round picks when they went up to get Goff. Now listen, my team traded Jaylen up Ramsey. my right. My team traded up to get Wentz at two that same draft. So I'm not saying like I, but yeah, Oof. yeah. Rams are in trouble, and not just talking about their new logo, which apparently may not be their new logo. Did you see that? I saw. We're the finding re- out tomorrow. Right. We will. So see. we'll see what happens there. Did they have a rebrand um, in the last two weeks? You know. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see. Um what if it's worse? Can it what be if it's worse? not the like, Oh, it can absolutely. I, I, it, dude, whenever you ask the question, can it be worse? It can always be worse. <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> so, um Miami was a big spender, but they had 100 million dollars to spend. Yeah, they still have room to spend. They have fifth over fifth they have over half of it left still. And right. even if you say okay, 18 million goes to the rookies. All right. Yeah, still but, got 35 million right. left. Right. And so, the nice thing is all those big deals that they signed, and two of them I think were in the top 10 money-wise, they're all front-loaded because they had so much money available. They're all front-loaded. So you're going to have these – and, all, none, and of, no one was older than 26 that they signed. Right. So you get all these – you get all these – you get – right now they'll get three guys in the first round who they all have on rookie deals five-year with deals. a five-year option if they want. You know, So you can stagger those. So it'll be interesting, but Miami yeah. got um, a couple Patriots – um, uh, and Kyle Van Noy, the the edge, the defensive end linebacker hybrid. Surprise, like, you right. know, the, the uh, They Flores. also got uh, linebacker Landon Roberts, so Flores familiar with both of those guys now in Miami. Uh, Shaq Lawson from Buffalo taking from another division rival. So, um, yeah, oh, they, so, Eric Flowers from the Redskins, right. um, cast off from the Giants. He's now back home in Miami. He's a local kid, one, two, played at uh, University of Miami. So, so kind of jumping around a little bit, not to cut you off on the Dolphins yet. I think they're in a good spot, and I know we may talk a little bit of draft here in a couple minutes. Yeah. But who's going to start week one for the Chicago Bears? Uh, you mean Foles or Trubisky? Yeah. Well, I don't – like. do you – Trade for Foles and not make him your starter. Like, I, I you think really, I think there's going to be a competition. I, I think I think Trubisky is going to be the starter week one, and I think by October, He's have a short I leash, think though. Nick Foles is going to be the starter. If you want long term stability, it should be Trubisky. But I understand an open competition, especially if Nagy wants to keep his job. Right. You know. See, I, entering your three. Right. I would I would make the argument if you want long term stability, you go with Foles because I think Foles can be decent enough for a year or two to kind of keep, to keep your head coach's job and by keeping keeping your head coach's job but the problem is if you view the coaches not being able to develop it's almost like what do we do you know what i mean so on the other hand you could look at it like this if he's able to do it with foals then it kind of becomes a well, he did it with Foles, who couldn't get it done in Jacksonville. So Jacksonville was the problem, not Foles. You know, you know what I mean. Like, right. so then it becomes a oh, he can get it done with a quarterback, just not Trubisky. If he doesn't get it done with Foles, and he hasn't gotten it done with Trubisky, then you might be the one who's starting to take the fall for it. Does either Winston or Cam Newton end up in New England? It'd be interesting. I can't see Winston there. 
You don't think that the, the, mistake, the fit works? The, the top, man. I just look at, if Bruce Arians couldn't get him to not throw 30 picks, I don't know that that Belichick won't. However, if there's anybody that could, you know what I mean? But Like, like, like do you so, take a one-year flyer? Like, if you're not, if, like... Oh, if he's not, if he, if there's not teams jumping at him, I absolutely, I'm absolutely testing the waters to see if he's willing to come and try and get it. Because, so they signed Hoyer and they right. have Jarrett Stidham. Right. They have, rumors are they are not in on Andy Dalton. I so think, you're down to Flacco, who was just released because of injury issues. Right. I think Cam, Cam Newton, Newton there and, is scary. Like I know, I that's Cam why I Newton bring it up. It's really scary because one, they've got a better offensive line there than Carolina has had all but give or take two years when they were at their peak when Cam was MVP caliber and they went to the Super Bowl. He's also barely played the last two years. So right. if he medically checks out, he's right. not, you know, a 31 or 32 year old quarterback. Right. He's got a couple extra years left and you right. just had a guy who played for you through his 40 age 42 season. Right. Plus you're going to give him a great defense. You're going to give him the best scheme he has available. And that's nothing against Ron Rivera. Like we, we were big Ron Rivera fans. Like, yeah, yeah. But like, you're going to, you're going to the best. Like, my yeah. gosh. Like, but now to be fair, I said this to you when we did that, like when we were talking in our group chat. Honestly, anybody to New England scares me. Any, yeah, anybody, <laughs> like, to, New England anybody me. to New England scares me. And that's just the mystique that Bill Belichick has created over right. the last 20 years. Okay, so. I mean, yes, all with Tom Brady, but we're about to find out pretty right. quickly who, who is really pulling the strings there. Who's going to. I guess I'll give you the out. All right. Who who's gonna be the winner of the separation? Is it gonna be Tom is the winner, Bill's the winner, or and this is my fear that we're like, I don't know. They're, they're just them. both good. <laughs> like that's what I had said to you guys. I was like, no, we know what's gonna happen. Tampa Bay is gonna be really good. New England's still gonna be good, and you're gonna be like, oh, they're Bill's really good and can do it with almost anyone. Oh, and Tom Brady is really good and can do it with almost anybody. I'm not going to take the out because I, I, well, I think that's a distinct possibility. If I had to choose between who looks better over the next two years, I'm still taking Belichick and New England. Me too. Also, and I don't mean this as a knock against like, I mean, no, let me take that back. I do mean this as a knock against the Dolphins and the Jets and the Bills, but not not personally, not because you're a Dolphins fan. But like, if I'm taking, I'm going to take Belichick against the Bills, Dolphins, and Jets before <laughs> I take Brady against Breeze and the Saints. Breeze and the Saints, Ryan and the Falcons. Even though, like, we've kind of come full circle. I, saw, there I on, think they're going to bounce right. back. So. And and Bridgewater. With the unknown of Bridgewater with Carolina, with a guy who's done it everywhere, and Matt Rule did it at Temple also, and 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 Baylor, and honestly, I don't know which is harder. Even even given the crazy situation that Baylor was in when he went there, I, like Temple might be the harder and more impressive job there. Oh, and they also have Christian McCaffrey. Oh yeah, that no, that that guy. Yeah. Imagine him in New England. Oh my God. No, you shut your dirty <laughs> mouth. All right, uh, we're gonna wrap things hey man, up Saquon. here. Uh, oh no, no, no! Uh, but you know, we, we will be talking draft here in the coming weeks. The draft is still slated for the end of April, about five weeks away. It is not going to be um, a big event in person this year because no. of the, this this uh, situation. Which with- is a shame because it was in Vegas. Watch yeah. Vegas is going to get it again though. Real yeah, soon, they'll hopefully. they'll they'll be like we'll let me fi- they one. should and the NFL yeah. usually gets those things right. So. Yeah, I fully expect that to happen. But as we discussed last week, don't expect NBA or NHL action for another three months. I saw somebody the people today saying they think MLB is going to be getting back on like middle of May, and I'm like, I listen, I hope you are right. I hope, I hope you're, right. you're right. I don't see it. I also saw like the Blue Jays president was like, we need a month of basically spring training. Again. Right. That's why I said right. 4th of July. Right. Like if if most of the countries and most of the states are working to be back to normal around Memorial Day and then until you get everything going and hopefully they're working on that beforehand. But even so if here, you say, if, okay, here we are. It's Memorial Day. Get back to spring training. Guess what? A month from now is what? What do you, what do, you do with the schedule? Imagine kicking out 4th though. of July with baseball. Right. Oh my gosh. 
Like, that's cool. I mean, for, oh, to make incredible. the best of a terrible situation, having opening day be 4th of July weekend. Because 4th of July is a Saturday this year. So have a have a marquee game or two Friday the third, and then have the rest of the games the fourth, and then have those teams that played on uh, Friday play on Sunday. What do you do about All Star Game? Don't have one. I say, where I, is it supposed to be this year? L A. Because I want. This is way back. I was like, man, that would be fun to go and because they it's the Dodgers that are hosting. Like any Astro that would have gone to. The thing. <laughs> Just get booed mercilessly. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, obviously, they still have all-stars, but, like, you decide at the end of the year and there's nothing – like, nothing happens. There's no break for a home run derby or, like, you get all-stars named or you do it at the end of the year like the NFL does without your World Series people. Yeah. Because you could in LA. Or really, you could do it after the World Series. You could do it after the World Series in LA. LA would be able to do it. Thanksgiving weekend. Oh, my gosh. That would be awesome. How awesome would that be? I like, see college footballs. Like, yeah, but college football. There are a couple games on Friday. Do All Star Game like leading up to the Heisman Trophy oh presentation in December. That'd be awesome. Just <laughs> mash it all in there. Just jam it all. So I mean, that's my expectations. I don't think we're going to see NBA, NHL before middle of June, which is three months from now. MLB before around the Fourth of July. Maybe they start July first or whatever. But that's. They kick off for that. I think. I think they're going to start. I think the regular season is going to start like Father's Day weekend. You think That's so? What I think. Yeah. NFL off season will be not, impacted. not because of date wise. I just feel like if it if they can make something like that work, I think they would. Without they would like, do it. but that would require spring training to start again in mid May. Right, two I months, two months away. Which I don't. I don't know. And and I'm not saying like they should do it if it's not going to work. Like if you need the extra two weeks, take the extra two weeks. Like yeah. that's okay. <laughs> I don't want the, the, any of the sports to be down, outright canceled uh, like it happened no. in high, uh, most a lot of high schools, not Pennsylvania yet, but I feel like the writing's on the wall. And all the college sports just right. up and gone. We should be talking March Madness and updating our bracket. So right. it's very disappointing uh, to not be doing that. And even yeah. more so for the student athletes who are unable to get an extra year of eligibility or like I don't have the time or money to, to do that even right. with the granted extra right. year. Like I know one of Penn State's top lacrosse players has said thanks, but no thanks, I'm leaving. Right. So and as you're the Which I get happen. like yeah. Because think about it like in we were not college athletes, but think about like your senior year, by the time it's done, like while you love it, you're also kind of Ready like to move when, on. especially when you're in the class mindset and all that stuff. And especially this year where it's all weird. Like cause that's all happening, and it's been taken. Like you kind of process that, and you probably are just like, "No, nah, I'm just ready to move on." Yeah, you know, like and we get it. Some people probably aren't, but I I certainly understand if some people are. Yeah, so. for sure. But I saw, uh, I think Adam Schefter mentioned this, and it was from, I don't, is it Elias or Eliash? I always pronounced it Eliash because that's how the hockey player pronounced it, but it might be Elias I, Sports Bureau. I say Elias. Okay. Yeah. So Elias Sports Bureau. I guess did the research that there hasn't been a in April since 1883 that there was no bas- professional basketball, baseball, or hockey games played. Well, and spoiler, we're, that 137 year streak's about to end. So to be honest, like I haven't, I I like I avoided sports for most of the past week a lot now. I, I know you might be like, well, what sports? But I mean, like, the stuff I normally consume all the time, whether I like it or argue with it or whatever, like, you know, the radio in the morning when I'm getting ready for school or, like, things like that, I'm I'm always, like, taking that in. You know, reading the articles, all that stuff. I haven't this week. And mostly because, like, I just didn't want every – like, I just, I just didn't need everyone's take on – the same old stuff, you know what I mean? But like, I've started to get back into it and I've gone with the free agency stuff. I check in on ESPN stuff. So I go to ESPN and like the top, which always has like the scores of all the different teams. It's just like coronavirus news. And you're like, that's awful. Like it's humbling. Uh, yeah. And like, yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. That's great. It's funny. I actually find myself reading even more of the athletic, my <laughs> athletic subscription. Like yeah. I'm reading everything that's published about, the impact of COVID-19 and the coronavirus pandemic on sports and my favorite teams and, you know, what's the plan I, for when I it do starts like, up. 
And then they've also been doing all, because there's no sporting events to write about and, and, and other than NFL free agency and the CBA, like nothing else has been happening. They've been coming up with other stuff and interviewing people about other things. And it's just yeah. really cool human interest stories yeah. uh, that they've we, made very We are fans of the athletic. Oh my gosh. Yeah. My, my uh, renewal's up in April and right. like without a doubt. To I'm be honest, like so. it's one of those things where like if you, I would say give it a shot because it's yeah. You it's want a just, code? Justin and I will gladly give yeah, you a, a yeah. code because yeah, we, we get a little kickback I right, think for that, and right. we can get you like but it's, three months free or three months for like a dollar or something like right, that. Right, but like it's it's one of those where if you do if you are one that like goes and like wants to read all this stuff about your teams, man, you you've got to do it. Like if you're on the edge, like I understand, like I don't know about paying for it when I can get a lot of articles. I understand that. And I was kind of the same way and I held off for a long time. And then you were like, do it. And uh, so I did it yeah. and it, oh my gosh, when you have specific teams that you want to follow and you want all those stories, oh man, it's so good. Like the, it, I, the stories are across the board, but like, it's like Audrey Snyder for me, like with her Penn State coverage, is just worth, incredible. Worth it just for the Penn State coverage. Right, right. And then to get Phillies, Flyers, and Dolphins on top, and then general league news. Yeah, the, co- the college football coverage is, is great in general. Yeah, because they have, does um, awesome. Feldman. Feldman and Mandel, right? Right, yeah. They, they took those guys who may have been axed by their previous employers, right. but they were scooped up by the athletic and definitely making the most of it. I remember last summer, last spring and summer, they did a – decade by decade recap of yeah. college football yes. in the country dating yeah. back to the what 1850s i yeah. guess when it was starting with the uh up at rutgers because that's the only thing co- that college football ever has done or will do in the, the state of new jersey ever again is yes rutgers was part of the first college football game which i think is also up for debate which was covered in that article and man was college football football in general very different 150 years yeah. ago yeah it was almost more rugby so and soccer like i didn't realize i didn't realize until the other day when there was one of the things on um that like newt rockney died in a plane crash yeah I knew that because someone in in high school did oh, a like one of their speeches oh, on a, a, a person, and they did it on Newt Rockney. That's not where. You, or I so, thought you were going. I thought you were going to go with like someone ha- made a game day sign one day. No, no, no. Oh gosh, in high school, someone right. did. But like, I didn't a know that. Like, you're right? Yeah. So yeah, there's a. I mean, you hear the big names. Like, if you're any kind of football fan not not even like interested in the history of the historian you know the names that were trotted out there like the ones from the late 1800s into the early 1900s leading up to world war one and then especially from world war one to world war two like that late 1910s to mid 1940s you know the names like those names they're on all the trophies they're on the awards those are the names that they were talking about but then to talk about other people that i had never heard of it was very interesting to see when they would pick the best of the decade, they would have a best of the decade go through both teams, which was cool. And then the players. And it was just so crazy how, you know, the best teams from the 1850s to like the 19 through the 1940s into the 1950s for basically a hundred years were either Ivy schools or military schools. Yeah. Those were the best football teams. I know a lot of people well, like, know that. I know, so I know this is some of the stuff. For everyone, but. So ESPN ventured into like those documentaries and sometimes like cinematic ventures sometimes that they started running back like I feel like when I was in college. Yeah, it was 15 um, years ago. And they would run them right after the Heisman presentation is kind of when I remember like Junction Boys, like the Bear Bryant story. That was like more like a movie. But then they had some that were, um, you know – more like documentary style. And then they eventually turned that into like the 30 for 30 series. And like, I've seen, they've been airing a bunch of those and man, like thinking back, like, Oh man, I had forgotten about some of these 30 for 30s. And some of them are just so, so good. Like, um, and they're all available, I believe, on ESPN Plus. They are. If they you, are. Uh, yeah. Subscribe to Disney Plus and also subscribe to Hulu. You can bundle that and get ESPN Plus for free. Right. Or if you don't have Hulu but you have ESPN Plus and Disney Plus, maybe <laughs> you get consider right. getting Hulu because right. it's like twelve dollars a month for all three services. Right. So, yeah. So some of those are are just awesome. Like I, to me, honestly, like there are certain things that I love that I, like 
just because I have been on ESPN forever, you know, like some of those things, like I'll just always think back to that. But man, some of those 30 for 30s, like I feel like that's one of the things they still do like best. I saw people like begging them to release there because they have this like multi-part special one that's going to come out, I think, in the fall on the Bulls and especially like Michael Jordan, essentially like in that time. And like people are like, please just release it now, you know, like <laughs> right now's the time um, so. when you see a bunch of currently released, just released, or right. n- we're going to release and now not all going to streaming, like right. Disney Pictures Onward, which came out on March 6th, and I took Natalie to see it on opening night, is going to be on Disney Plus just a month after opening yeah. because of the events that are happening. A right. bunch of studios are releasing films directly to yeah. digital download. So, yeah. It's- Crazy, crazy. But it's funny. Last thing before we go, Tom Brady going to the Bucks was worn number 12 his entire NFL career. Wow. Currently, Penn State wide receiver Chris Godwin wears number 12. And, you know, a lot of times you hear when big-name players change teams, they want that number. Usually you have to buy the player something and or make a donation to a charity. And I was just like, hey, Godwin's a Penn Stater. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, get a little money towards Thon. That would be a, that would be fun uh, to see what happens with the number exchange. And then I saw someone in a tweet about Brady trying to get number twelve, if that's even something he wants to pursue. But like you said, TV twelve is like his thing. You feel like he'd have to keep it. His next best best option would be going to number ten, his college number at Michigan. But someone said that now he's going to wear forty five. In Tampa Bay, alluding to Jordan, I saw someone from Chicago to I, Washington, and I, I don't know, but oh, I know when he came back to Chicago. I think Chris Godwin is in a contract year this year, and somebody was like, "Having Tom Brady become your quarterback in your contract year is gift enough, or something like that." <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, "Oh, that's funny," yeah. Yeah. but he Godwin's handling it well. He he was like, "I'm gonna defer to him. He's the goat." You know, like what's he supposed to say, like? Well, no. right, because I saw some people be like, "You don't want to, you don't want to make your new quarterback mad." But like, also, he's got how much money? Like, if you Listen, want to get, especially if it's for charity, look at some of the personalities Tom Brady has had on his team as they right. shuffle guys in and out. He'll be fine. Even if you want to go all the way back, remember when they brought in Corey Dillon? Yeah, like who was an outcast from Cincinnati. When you are, when your shenanigans are too large for Cincinnati, and think back to when that was. That gives you an idea, and you, they bring you in. You know, like Tom Brady knows how to handle those relationships with other guys. Right, you know, they'll like, figure it out. Right. He'll be wearing number twelve. Godwin's going to change. I hope he goes into the eighties. I, I don't want him to pick another. I hope he goes like one. Can't ten to nineteen. That's all, all right. he can wear. Ten to nineteen, then, or what if he goes to ten? What if he goes to ten? Okay, what did he wear at Penn State? It was a single digit, wasn't it? I don't. I don't know. I'm trying to remember, I, I always confuse his him with Deshaun, and Deshaun wore a single digit, or yeah. DeAndre Tompkins. Like yeah. I, the three of them, I just kept rotating in my mind. I was like, well, which number? So one of them was number three. I think that was DeAndre, and then uh, who was Deshaun? Maybe Deshaun was ten. I, I just, I, I just, I can't remember what Godwin was. No, it wasn't twelve. 17. He was 12. Godwin yeah. was 12. Yeah. Well, so that's why he kept number 12 in Tampa Bay. But, you know, when when Tom Brady comes to town, you you figure something out. And uh, you think a donation to time would be a wonderful way that, for that, that to would happen. Work. That would work. So. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up episode 300 of the Joe Mays and JRF Show. Kind of crazy. We uh, thank Chad Henney once again for joining us. Just a month after appearing live on the Bulldog Hour, he uh, – Spent about 10, 15 minutes with us here talking NFL free agency and the CBA and and his role over the last week. And uh, once again, a congratulations to him for re-signing with the Kansas City Chiefs for another two seasons, which will take him through 14 years in the NFL. It's crazy. So we appreciate you listening over nine years with us, 300 episodes down, hopefully at least 300 more to go. And uh, yeah, three, episode 300, or as we like to call it around here, a good start <laughs> about, about a little less than a third of the way through, you know, maybe we'll call it a, call it a, a show at episode 1000. We'll go out on top, um, but we'll see. So thanks for uh, listening tonight and the last decade. <laughs> almost. <laughs> That'll be fun next year. 10 years celebrating. Go. So a lot has happened in our personal life oh, in, in those I 10 guess. years, <laughs> you know, like, you got married and do you ever do you ever sit back and think what did we used to do with all our time right like yeah i have no idea yeah i because like we felt busy 
right? Like, yeah. No, every time something like, like I just saw someone that was like, "What did we talk about before coronavirus?" (laughs) So I didn't want to say it to him, but when I was like, when I was looking at the draft picks from when you were drafted, Chad, it made me feel really old. Like, which would be okay because I'm older than him, right? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, so just because yeah. I feel old doesn't mean and you will old. forever be old, right? Right. So. Uh, yes, good times, good times. <laughs> we'll, we'll be back next Sunday, March 29th, for episode 301, probably talking football. I don't know, maybe we'll do one of those uh, non-football discussions. Yeah, we'll we see. Go. If you have any suggestions, we have plenty send them of time way. to ponder it. Right. We can think about it all week long. Really, it doesn't matter. Really so. nothing happening to keep us keep our attention away from that. All right. So for Justin Raffoff, I'm Joe Mays. Stay safe, everyone. Continue to social distance and, and do your, your part flattening the curve and wash your hands. See you, everyone. That's a wrap on this episode of the Joe Mays and J-Rap Show, brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop. You can watch each weekly episode live on Facebook, Periscope, or YouTube. Be sure to like, follow, or subscribe to the show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. You can also rate and review us on many of these platforms as well. We'd love to hear from you. Send your email to the Mays Sandwich Shop inbox at JoeMaysAndJRaff at gmail.com. The Joe Mays and JRaff Show is a part of the JMNJR Radio Network, home to other productions such as the Bulldog Hour, Tangents with Friends, and Nat Chats with Dad. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs>